It's the Brian and Jen podcast. She is the gorgeous conservative crusader, my dream, Jennifer Horn. Yes. You wow, were. look at you. Yeah. And I, you are my handsome and De- lovable. Suave and debonair. Suave and De- De- oh, please. Debonair, please. And you carry a man purse better than I have seen hey. anybody do it. You are the lovable liberal. I Well, I, I'm a liberal. You're the sexy snowflake. <laughs> Okay. Uh, look, uh, I certainly am not going to suggest to the audience that uh, that I'm sexy, nor do I assume you love me. They call me the love – Jan, many of our nice listeners of the podcast, call me the lovable liberal. I, uh, I don't want to assume that you love me, and I don't want to guilt you either. Are I you will, like Barney? I, I love you. I, I you love, love you. You love me. I don't want to guilt – no guilt, really, no guilt or pressure, but I do love you. And, you know, I, I want you to know that. I care that you're he here. craves your return. I don't oh, – no, That infatuation. No pressure. <laughs> so we have here – now, uh, we're coming up. The Iowa caucus is going to be on February 3? February the 3rd. I nailed that. Right uh, after Groundhog's Day. Right after the Super Bowl. That, ooh, that's it, – it's going to be a couple of uh, – you know, a couple Pretty of – exciting time. Yeah, a lot of competition. A lot of Bloomberg spots. A lot of Trump spots. $10 million apiece. Yeah, a lot of TV stuff, right? Bloomberg not competing. Former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg on the Democratic side now. He was a Republican then an independent. Now he's a Democrat for life, he says. He is not competing in Iowa. And did you happen to see, because I know you wander around, I wander, the, <laughs> I wander around the neighborhood sometimes. You find yourself in the deepest, darkest holes at CNN.com. CNN had an op-ed from Michael Bloomberg this week. And in it, Michael Bloomberg says, starting with Iowa and New Hampshire hurts Democrats and helps Trump, basically saying he doesn't need Iowa, he doesn't need New Hampshire, and that candidates reaching out there are ignoring the bigger picture about Donald Trump, and they are kowtowing down to white voters, not to uh, minority voters. And he wrote this this whole piece laying out his case. Now, I think he doesn't care about Iowa and New Hampshire because... Mm, He's not on the ballot in Iowa, New Hampshire, because he got into the race too late. And had he gotten into the race in time, he'd probably care about Iowa and New Hampshire and the white voters that they bring him. Democratic candidate for the presidential nomination, Mike Bloomberg, doesn't care about Iowa's caucus because he can't care about Iowa's caucus. And here's the thing. And I know, in all honesty, Bloomberg is one of the candidates that you are considering uh, to get your vote. Look, I'm a a center-left classical liberal, I think, for the most part. And I like uh, three Bs, three Bs and a lady. So here's what we have. Here's who I'll vote for strategically mm-hmm. if they're because people on my side who are not uh, you know crazy about Donald Trump the president of the United States are looking for the public opinion poll show we've mentioned this on the Brian and Jen podcast the number one quality in a democratic nominee if you ask democrats is we want someone who could beat president trump we, sure. want to, we want to win the election and i believe that former vice president biden mayor mike bloomberg mayor pete buttigieg or Senator Amy Klobuchar, the, of those four are the only center-left candidates. The others are uh, left-left progressive candidates who who are more likely, unfortunately, if you're me, to win a primary and be the nominee but lose a general election. Yeah, I think Mayor Pete has 
Uh, I think the, a couple of big lies are that Mayor Pete and Mike Bloomberg are somehow moderate. I don't believe that. Mayor Pete, I believe, is much more liberal than he sounds. He has that Obama quality where he can sell you a whole bill of goods and he is a great orator, but he is selling you a lot of liberal policy. And I believe with Mike Bloomberg, a lot of people try to paint him as the moderate one. Maybe in some ways, I mean, he does understand business and he does like capitalism as opposed to socialism, but he's a big government guy that wants to get in your life. He wants to tell you what to drink, what if you can use a straw or not. I mean, he wants really... He wants lots of control over what you do in your personal spare time. And that, to me, is not a moderate. It was only in this last decade that really the prevalence of the term nanny state yeah. uh, came about. And that was had much to do with Mike Bloomberg's over-legislating or desire to do so in New York with regard to sugar content uh, in drinks that you could legally buy. It got really weird for a while. As we said on the last podcast, no candidate's portfolio is perfect. Here's Bloomberg, the former New York City mayor three terms when you're only supposed to serve two he was enjoying it so much he had the law he changed the law allowing it a city council participated in new york and so he served a third term he says he can beat trump he can bring the country together recent polls this week have been coming out showing that senator bernie sanders is surging in a lot of the early states uh do you think that his surge being one of the more progressive candidates uh in the race probably the most progressive candidate does that help you or help your campaign do you think you know, I don't know. I can't sit around and play these games of guessing. I don't look at the polls. I've got a job ahead of me. I've got to go out to as many places as I can get to before the primaries start taking place and before every each state's primary gets uh, comes up uh, and explaining what I would do and why I think that I can replace Donald Trump and why I think I, I can unite this country. Those are the two objectives I have, and I've said this a million times. We, Donald Trump should not be in the White House, and I think I can beat him. And number two, we have to unite the country, and I think I can pull together this country, create the teams that would do it. I did it in the most populous, largest city in America, and I can do it here. That's Mayor Mike Bloomberg talking about his two objectives. I'm going to throw it to you, Jen, because I want you to do your thing on this. I have to say something. I'm actually a little bit startled to hear someone so smart, who I do like. I, mean, yeah. I just said it. You know, a minute ago, Mike Bloomberg, he says he has two objectives to to beat Trump and unite the country. Mayor Bloomberg, hear me, because I wrote the open letter telling him to run and he listened. Yeah, you wanted him to run. You're missing the most important objective. You got to win the primary. Yeah, you're you're right now. Your opponent is the guy at the top of the polls. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. You've got to get through those people before you start thinking about Trump. You have to be the last one standing in the clown car. And this is what benefits incumbents all the time. President Trump is the incumbent and he can run like he's running a general election so he can go. He's spending his time in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Ohio. He's running his campaign already like he's in the general election. But you have to be the lone man standing in that clown car of Democrats running to be the nominee. And Bloomberg's missing this. I'm glad you pointed it out. And this is the reason I brought up that op-ed earlier, Brian, because when he he writes this thing about how Iowa and New Hampshire don't matter and how they actually hurt Democrats. Okay, Iowa may not matter so much. I guess I could agree with him in theory, but 
the states that determine the presidential election, the Electoral College for a primary win does matter. And Michael Bloomberg thinks that he can somehow fly through the primary without even having to think about it, all because he's got money to spend on television advertising and he wants to focus on Donald Trump. That's not how it works. And no, New Hampshire's important. It wasn't too long ago that a southern governor from Arkansas named Bill Clinton in 1992 said... Uh, New Hampshire once again made me the comeback kid. Yeah, well, they're important for building momentum. And because as you, you know, you just said something that is, and I always, I joke with you, I say the reason that I love not one of the reasons I love our friendship, I love it for many reasons, is that it allows me to drill into the skull of the liberal way of thinking. But don't drill too hard. Well, I try to drill gently. Okay. And I you know, I try to use a local to make sure that it doesn't I appreciate you. that. But what you said was important. You said, I'll vote for whoever is going to be the candidate when it's time for California to vote where we live that will be the person that needs my vote, essentially. And, and of the four that I'm able to vote for in California where we do the Brian and Jen podcast from, that candidate happens to be former Vice President Biden, who's right. in a three-way horse race with Sanders, Liz. and uh, Yeah, and, and Bernie. And I'm not diminishing that style because what that is, is it, people are lemmings, right? They vote for, they vote where the, the tide goes. So the reason Iowa and New Hampshire are important is that they set the tone for what the rest of the primary is going to look at. Is it the only thing that's going to define who's going to win ultimately? No, but you can't tell me that not every single one of those candidates doesn't want to win Iowa to make a big splash early on. And I don't think you're a lemming if you're strategically voting for the candidate that you think, look, uh, no, no, you're a bird. No, 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 I'm a bird. Quack, 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 quack. It's not a duck. No, but, oh, sorry. Um, ooh, ooh, I'm not a lemon. Ooh, ooh. I think that, that there are four candidates who can beat President Trump. That, to me, is the most important quality that uh, the Democratic opponent should have. And there are four that have that quality. And, and uh, I will vote here in California for the one who's got a chance. And of those four, Three don't have a chance in California. One does. It's Joe Biden. Now, Bloomberg, who was a Republican, is now a Democrat, was asked, if it were Bernie Sanders to win the nomination, would you vote for Bernie or would you vote for President Trump? I mean, he's been a Republican. He's been a Democrat. Would you ever support uh, a Bernie Sanders if he were to win the nomination? Uh, you said that you're going to keep your offices open throughout the country, even if uh, you don't win. So if he's a nominee, would you uh, pledge to support him? I was asked before, and I said, and I'll certainly stick to it, um, I think that the number one thing is to replace Donald Trump. And while I certainly would disagree with Bernie on an awful lot of things, if it's Donald Trump versus Bernie, I would support Bernie. Okay, he'd support Bernie. We can't finish a Brian and Jen podcast where we talk about the Democratic field of candidates for the presidency without mentioning uh, maybe since the last time you heard the Brian and Jen podcast, well, uh, another candidate has dropped out. Another one bites the dust. Okay. Uh, and it is U.S. Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. Just since the beginning of 2020, we've lost Julian Castro, Marianne Williamson, who I'm going to miss because she was so much fun to watch. Which is so weird that you loved her so well, much. Well, it's just she's a, she was a weirdo. But she's woo-woo. I know she's woo-woo. Is and that, I just had to see it. I wanted it, her on the debate stage. Is that a political term? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. She had some woo-woo. <laughs> no, you had like affection for Marianne. She Mary- was woo-woo-rific. Yeah, okay. I fine. had to watch it. Yeah. And then Cory Booker, of course, is out. I would say that we probably will see a few more start to drop out, but after I Iowa, I think your girl Amy's probably going to have to go. I, I unless she really 
has some sort of uh, storyline that she can get grab out of Iowa. I think she'll be out. Well, I think you're going to see Mayor Pete, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden start to fight it out. Uh, and Bloomberg, perhaps. A lot of political observers, election analysts, say that Iowa's function is really to produce your top three candidates. Three come out of Iowa. There's uh, there's tickets. For three candidates yeah. that come out of the Iowa caucus. And, of course, again, it's February 3rd. There'll be more Brian and Jen podcasts, lots of them before that time, of course. And with the DNC's rules, and this is one thing that the RNC just does better, is that they allow all the candidates to play for as long as possible. The DNC really puts their thumb on the scale and keeps people off the debate stage. And that means Michael Bloomberg will never debate the other candidates because he doesn't take any private donations. And other candidates like Tulsi Gabbard and probably Andrew Yang at some point, they're going to stop making the stage because they're going to make it just too high a bar for many of these candidates to reach. We do thank you for hearing the Brian and Jan podcast. Of course, you can download and uh, subscribe, please, uh, at Apple Podcasts. Of course, our home base, SebGorka.com. He adopts us. He's our podcast podfather is what he is. He's the podfather. (laughs) You can go to Spotify and subscribe there or wherever you get your favorite podcast because we hope by now we're maybe becoming maybe one of your favorites. Let's be in the top three at least. We'd like, hey, there's three tickets out of Iowa and we'd like to be uh, we'd like to be one of your top three podcasts. She is the conservative crusader, Jennifer Horn. He is a lovable liberal, Brian Whitman. And we are the Brian and Jen podcast.